Welcome, everybody, once again to Need Some Introduction. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the most recent episode of Hijack, the Idris Elba thriller on Apple TV+, an episode called Comply Slowly, and leaves us with just one episode to wrap up all of this. And I have many questions for you, so on. <laughs> I probably have very few answers for you. <laughs> My questions are more about how your feelings of the direction of the last episode of the show. We talk a lot about how often the next to last episode is the really great one. And I think that <laughs> right. may be the case here, but let's see. <laughs> well, with this uh, type of show, I think you really do have to land the plane, no pun intended, on the, yeah. the last episode. And they are going to land the plane in the last episode. At least they get to say that one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run down the plot very, very quickly. But tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, I wasn't 100% sure that slipper lady had died in traffic. She seems to be turning towards traffic, but people can break. <laughs> it has been known to happen. So I was like, is she dead or are we going to pick this up? But there's no mention of her at all. So I'm assuming she died. Is that what you're- I had well? the same question and I agree. It is an assumption because stranger things have happened than people mm -hmm. managing to avoid her as she right. slowly- makes her way across the highway. Um, I was going to make a Frogger joke, but Frogger is trying to avoid the cars, <laughs> whereas she's doing the opposite. I also did not take it as a foregone conclusion that she had right. died, but I guess she must have. This is a little badly, I think badly telegraphed in the previous episode, unless she's alive. Yeah. Maybe they leave it that way. So we think, oh, of course she's dead, but maybe they somehow know more about what's happening because they did save her. The traffic did stop. They pulled her off the highway and she gave him some additional piece of information. It remains to be seen, but... That's the only excuse for not right. including a single throwaway line about how she had died. Not a single mention of her. Like, not yeah. even like, that was horrible what happened. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yes. Ever. How many people have to die? First the bathrobe lady, now this. You know, just something, right? <laughs> something. Something. These criminals have been released from prison and because the cops are following them against their rules which is a little dumb on their part, considering they have a movement tracker on the on the car as well. So they know that they, they should know they've stopped. Plus, they also have a drone in the air. I, I don't know. It seems a little redundant to be following him on following them on foot. And this it lead. seems super obvious that they're following yes, him. So I don't know why exactly. they thought they were being subtle here. Yeah, they could have been like miles ahead, considering that they uh, basically came right up on them when they right. realized they were breaking. And anyway, this triggers this situation where they say, well, we need to kill someone on the plane because you guys are not complying with us. And uh, leads to a pretty harrowing, harrowing uh, moment on the plane where they're quietly trying to kill this stewardess, <laughs> strangling her. I enjoy just going along for the ride. I try right. not to think 10 steps ahead. But even to me, it was obvious that you already have a corpse ready to go. Why? Would you have to kill somebody new in order to satisfy this demand when killing does not seem to be your thing? And these people are under duress. So I give them, cut them a little slack, but you're absolutely correct. You would think that the first thing is, you know, you don't want to kill somebody and you should jump immediately to the fact that you already have a body on hand. And it's, it's not even like this woman got killed inadvertently. So you're acting <laughs> right. like you killed her when you didn't really. You did kill her. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's just a timeline issue. I, I was actually just about to text you. Why don't they just take a photo of the fruit juice lady when they came up with that idea on their own? Thanks to Idris. And you know, any question as to whether he was more heroic character than he was maybe conveying earlier, he does seem to, once again, put his neck on the line to prevent another 
death on the plane. I cut you off with my enthusiasm. They are trying to very quietly kill the poor flight attendant. Yes, <laughs> which was a rough scene. But, you know, of course, he does step in once again, shows up like, excuse me, do you guys have a minute to live? <laughs> while he does not stop strangling? During, he's like, I'll, I'll hear you out, but I will not stop strangling during the, <laughs> during the conversation. I mean, I love the comfort level he has to just insinuate himself <laughs> really into every does. situation in the plane. <laughs> I mean, he's just having at this point. He's just like, okay, excuse, okay, one more thing, just one more thing. <laughs> he does, you know, mention the fact that hey, you have a dead body on board, <laughs> which they had somehow forgotten. But luckily, that saves a life. And now that means that the police on the road are no longer tracking them on foot or by car, and they're using just the drones up above. Meanwhile, the convicts have come across a car accident. And they are saying, we're going to kill another passenger. You guys are doing this. I have a question, another question for you. Is this a coincidence that there's this blockage in the road? Or is this all part of their grand scheme because they happen to be right there where there's this alternate route to wherever they're going? And then they drive through the woods and exit the car. By the way, just really dumb police work when that one blowhard is saying, Oh, they stopped again. They must be opening another gate somewhere, right? And they've lost visual uh, on them from, from the drone. And they just happen to be, that's the moment where they basically exit the car and obviously got some like lookalikes to take over. That seemed all to be planned out. I think that the accident itself, they're pretending like you guys are doing this to us. They set up the accident so that they can then pretend that they're taking an alternate route against their will so that then they can drive through the middle of nowhere where there's enough cover so that a drone can't see them. And then that's where the exchange happens. So that's that's how I read all that. Is that how you read it as well? I was confused at first whether it was a naturally occurring accident, an organically occurring accident, or the police had set it up. Then by the end of the episode, I was convinced that the police had not set it up. Right. It still wasn't 100% clear to me whether this was part of the hijacker for lack of a better term, because there's different facets to that group now, but a hijacker plan. I, I think it's quite possible it happened the way that you said. I'm not convinced necessarily, but I also have a question. I did not understand where, and maybe I just looked away, where did the doubles come from, those men? That's why I think that this was all like they're playing, that they're angry about this diversion, but it was all their intention because there's a moment where they stop on the road the drone loses visual contact with the car. And then they say, why are they stopping? And that one guy who's like really pompous is saying, the one who doesn't want to comply, although I, I kind of agree that they shouldn't be complying with these terrorists. He says, they're obviously just stopping to open another gate because they're on this rural road. At that moment when that's what he speculates, I think that's when the car stopped, they got out and swapped, swapped with these lookalikes. And then of course, once they came out of the woods, uh, and the drone picks them up again. They've already got the lookalikes driving the car. Okay. So I know we saw the car change happen, but you don't right. recall seeing the body change happen, the person change. Oh, no. I don't okay. see it until, yeah, until they okay. get out gotcha. and then they say the visuals don't match. And then we see them in different clothes walking through the woods. Uh, yeah. Got we it. didn't see the actual swap. Okay. I think that was supposed to be a surprise to us at, okay. at that moment. Although I knew, I'm like, as soon as they stopped them, like, oh, they swapped them. <laughs> they swapped them. That's what's <laughs> happening. Why draw attention to it if, if it's not going to matter right. later? 
which I think is dumb because they um, should immediately send somebody to that site instead of just being like, oh yeah, oh, there they are again. No problem. It's This is like kind of going back to the, <laughs> stupi the stupidity of like, oh, they said that they were uh, uh, hijacked and then they said they weren't. They must have, right. been, they must have been wrong the first time. Misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we get to the end of the episode and the hijackers have swapped the airport, which was the closest one. They thought that's where they were headed to. There's a plane there. They're suspicious that maybe this guy's involved somehow, but it turns out that on the up and up and they're like, well, maybe there's like kind of a, he's still involved in some way because it's the only plane that's ready, preparing to take off. And then of course the cops all swoop in. It's not the guys. It's not the pilot. Right. This is all um, a ruse. And simultaneously on the plane, there's this milk jug that's been passed around. Get ready to shake things up, which apparently is the logo on this milk. I wonder if that's mm -hmm. a real milk. <laughs> and uh, if that's the actual logo on some of these milks, <laughs> it is British milk. But they're passing it around, passing it around. Eventually, that obnoxious woman with the kids is the one who drops the milk. Okay. Well, in fairness to her, only because the obnoxious American lady wouldn't take it. True. She refused to take it. Right. But at the same time, I mean, pass it over your head, pass it to the left, do something else. Like, do not make a scene I, at this moment. <laughs> please do not make a scene. Of course, the plan is that Sam suspects that there's going to be another killing requested on the plane. He just senses it in the air and he's correct. He wants people to act. And like you had mentioned in our last recap, if everybody doesn't act at once, then this doesn't really work. But one of the terrorists is now dead and there's only three of them left. And there's way more than three people on that plane, obviously. So yeah, get ready to shake things up. There's some stupid moves here. The guy, for some reason, cannot figure out how to cut <laughs> the what do they call those things again? The zip ties off of Sam's wrists. He's, he has the the pen in his mouth <laughs> the whole time. I mean, this guy is such a loser, right? Like <laughs> there is not a single thing that he has been helpful for. I don't know if it was the angle, like the way he was doing it, I started thinking like maybe there are like nail scissors and it is really hard to cut anything of any substance. But right. then when um, Sam does it so easily on his own later, exactly. I was kind of like, right. okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, he just goes snip and then done. But this is all going on. And of course, our frustration, you immediately texted me when this happened. Sam makes a run for the main terrorist. He knocks him down. The gun is out of his hands. Any of those passengers could literally reach down and pick up the gun. Nobody does. Or to your point, you you actually texted back. They could at least kick it away. Absolutely. At least. And then you think that, you know, he's down on the ground. People are seeing this. Now they can basically not even attempt to overpower the female terrorist, which, you know, obviously a couple of guys could easily take her down. Uh, of course, we know as viewers that they don't even have live rounds in their guns. There's only one gun yes. with live rounds in it. So this is all incredibly frustrating to watch as everybody so kind of sits around and doesn't do anything. I mean, all the trouble of passing the stupid yes. box around, everybody getting their theoretical weapons ready. All you really need is for someone to jump on top and kick them in the crotch, some of them, you know, like you can disable them without too much trouble, I feel. I mean, obviously, I've never been in this situation, but someone has done the heavy lifting for you. Just jump exactly. in and do your part. And not only that, I can understand not taking action. And you know, once again, we were texting about this last night when you watched the show. We've seen this just like on certain TikToks and videos that have gone viral. It might be at first, people don't want to be the first ones to move or they're scared or they're frozen. But usually when like one person like tackles a person to the ground, everybody 
takes action at that moment. And that's exactly what's happening here, right? If they're intimidated by this guy, he literally just got tackled to the ground and disarmed. Just one person throwing themselves their body, you know, obviously risking them their lives, but throwing their bodies in the way of one of these other terrorists could knock them down. And then everybody would just pile on. They wouldn't just sit by and watch that they're like, oh, I'm buckled. I don't want to unbuckle. Like, what are they thinking at that moment? It's it's preposterous. But that's what happens. And it's very artificial to create. And across the board, right? Like yes. the entire yes. plane, there are three different terrorists, like just everybody just sitting by and watching the train wreck happen. How about those two guys who wanted to take action, the two older guys, mm -hmm. all the way back in episode two, they've been released now by the uh, one of the um, flight attendants. And uh, they don't seem to be doing anything either here, right? Yeah, or or they are whatever running up the aisles or whatever. But once again, it wouldn't be you don't need to cover that much distance on an airplane. It's really not that far of a distance to, to move from one place to the other. All of that is to say that if anything, it's bad construction on the way the episode is constructed. Because honestly, I wouldn't have any of these qualms if we saw everybody taking action. The gotcha here, of course, is that there is yet another sleeper agent on here, another contingency. This woman who's armed and is waiting to be activated, she seems very nervous as well. So she may actually be co-opted in some way as well. You could have had a situation where we would have triumphantly triumphantly been watching the show thinking like, oh my God, they're going to do it. They're going to take back the plane. Mm -hmm, and this woman mm -hmm. would walk down the aisle or walk true. out of the bathroom. Shoot the pilot in the head. Everybody will be shocked and terrified so because true. we know these are live rounds and they would have just cleared the way because she would have had a gun pointing so at them. True. She would have walked right into the cockpit and slammed the door behind her and we get the same ending. And it would have been much more satisfying because we would have been thinking, so true. that's what I would do. And we would be like rooting, like pumping our fists, like they did it. No, yes. they didn't. <laughs> and we get the same results. So I don't understand why they this miscalculation in, in making this, making everybody just nincompoops <laughs> again. That one recently released criminal. What a brilliant move with the plastic yeah. bag on the head. Right. Like, I mean, come on, just help the guy out. He's doing right. all the heavy lifting. Just, right. you know, is that the terrorist with the real gun or is that with the real bullets or? The brother's own has the, the brother's real, the real okay. right. But yeah. nonetheless, it's an interesting idea, story development wise, that I guess they decided to show us the character of the people on this plane. They think of themselves as the type to do something heroic, but when push comes to shove, they do not. I just feel it's unrealistic. Even if 50% of people do not take action, the other half, and once again, there have definitely been times in the past where passengers do sit by during terrorist acts uh, or doing hijackings and don't do anything because they still think this is going to play out in some peaceful way, but they have killed somebody on the plane. Like this is not the, what I've already killed someone on the plane. Right. That one guy with the diabetic uncle or whatever has already stabbed someone with some scissors. Right. And he was like anxious before he almost jumped the gun right. before. Right. So where is he right. now? Right. Right. Yeah. It's just very frustrating and, and illogical to, to play it out this way. And by the way, unnecessary. This is why I think it's just sloppy execution. You, you could have literally had all of the terrorists subdued, completely subdued, yeah. strapped into their seats. And then this woman, you know, just like when we thought yeah. everything was okay, this woman would walk out of the bathroom right in front of the pilot's face, shoot him in the head, kill him, and then walk into the cockpit. We would have been absolutely stunned. Jaw dropping. Yeah. And I think that would have been a much more satisfying direction to go in. But I agree. For some reason, this is the way they go. Yeah, so a lot of dumb decisions being made here across the board by the people on the ground and by the people in the plane. But it, once again, with this show, it's all a moot point because even if everything I said had played out exactly like I said, there is this contingency where this woman would have come in, shot the pilot, 
but not the co-pilot, by the way. So that's interesting that right. killing the pilot so that she's the only one who could fly the plane, but she's not. We still have the co-pilot who can still fly the plane. I agree. Plus, do you remember that recent survey? I don't know if you read about it. It was on like Twitter and stuff that most adult men think they could land a plane uh, given sufficient guidance from air traffic control. So, <laughs> of course they do. So of course they do. probably most of the men on the plane think they could handle it. That's like the Barbie movie, which I just saw where Ken thinks he could do every job because he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you said the trailer, but the doctor who's a woman says, uh, he's like, I want to be a doctor. And he goes, no, you can't. He's like, I want to wear the stethoscope. I want to do this. And she goes, no, you can't do that. You have to go go to medical school. You have, and she goes, he goes, I want to speak to a doctor. She goes, I am a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty fun. But yes, he thinks he could, you know, that's like the Ken mentality. <laughs> you could mm -hmm. play the plane. Sure. Why not? How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We haven't talked about what's going on at Sam's London apartment, yes. which yes. was very stressful. And yes. also, as far as stupid decisions people make, uh, not that I'm rooting for this cleaning crew, but you didn't check the closets for the kid. Right. Yep. I mean, that seems like a pretty big oversight. That I mean, I, I was happy he survived. I like Kai. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. But it just seems like a rookie mistake to not check the closets. I really like I saw his phone sitting there on the charger and I was like, crap, that thing's going to be dinging with notifications left and right. right. I would think I'm pretty stressed out about how that's going to develop. And I think also I will give them credit for, you know, I had that confusion about like when they called his ex to confirm the address. I thought she was confirming her address right. and we realized that no, it was really Sam's current address, his new apartment that he's moved into alone. And they seem to be having some of the same confusion, the cleaning crew, <laughs> right. about like, well, why isn't she here? She said this was the right address. So I kind of like that they followed through on that and I felt a little bit more validated in my own misunderstanding. But I think that was the last thing I just wanted to chime in on as far as what happened in the episode. Oh yeah, definitely. I met, even when I was doing the recap, I was remembering that to circle back to that and I totally forgot. So thanks for, for coming back to it. That opening sequence is very tense. I kind of forgive them not checking all the closets because they are kind of those hidden closets. And it, we probably could all make that mistake of saying like, oh, you know, the door's open. I mean, the window's open. So maybe it was a sound from outside, et cetera. I, I've had that experience of being in Airbnb and not realizing there's a closet in my room <laughs> until like halfway <laughs> into the trip. So I, I I have sympathy there for this stylish framing. If it was just literally a door, like a traditional closet where you turn the handle, open the door, that would be pretty clueless on their part. But it is at least, a, a, you know, maybe they're not used to such stylish digs. I mean, you know how I love looking at real estate. This yeah. this place is amazing that he's living in. Did you try to watch any of Full Circle, by the way? No, I haven't gotten to it yet. I will get to it, though. They just dropped the last two episodes, and I just started watching a little bit of it. Uh, you know, this is my mini review of it. I think you might enjoy it. The first episode is very confusing, but the story unra uh, unravels, the mystery unravels pretty well from that point on. Zazie Beats, who's the star of the show, or one of them, is this investigator, a postal investigator? I didn't know they were armed, but a postal investigator. Mm -hmm. things. And she is like the most obnoxious person, but you kind of love her because she's always right. She could just get any gut instinct she has. She's like Columbo. She always knows what's going on. Uh -huh. And so she's so entertaining in that way. But I wanted you to see this apartment. <laughs> this apartment has got to cost a fortune in New York City. Like you follow Claire Danes to the son's bedroom at one point. 
And she's just going through these winding hallways of this apartment. I'm like, how enormous is this apartment? It's like a gothic, <laughs> it's like a gothic mansion in the middle of, of Manhattan. Anyway, so I'm very curious to get your feel just for the apartment if for nothing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's a little real estate <laughs> digression there. What floor is Sam living on? Because I yeah. felt like he mm-hmm. should have gone over the terrace. Over the terrace. Uh isn't he high to up? Escape. I thought- I thought Maybe he, he up, is no? high up. I couldn't um, tell, or I didn't focus on it in time. Yeah, I think he's higher up in the building. Okay. I mean, he does have a terrace, right. but I don't think it, he might not. <laughs> that may not be a good uh, strategy. Yeah, I mean, if he's on the first or second floor, he really should just jump down. But I, I, yeah, that might not be the case here. And I also don't know. Like I'm thinking top floor, but this is in London. Like you know, in London, you don't necessarily have these giant skyscrapers. Right. Live in. They're, they're usually relatively close to the ground. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. But he did get a message out. He did call their version of 911 and uh, someone's on the way. So that could be interesting to see how that Mm -hmm. plays out. Um, These cleaners there are very suspicious, obviously. Oh, the other thing we didn't talk about was the um, journalist and the blackmailing of the journalist. Oh yeah, because that might be the whole, yes. So that is interesting. Like a couple of things that I wanted to speculate on. One is, I'm glad you brought up the journalist because do you think that in the end, the motive for all of this is, a stock price manipulation? Is this just capitalism is the real enemy once again? Is that what, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, it seems possible. I think it might be a dual motive type of thing. I would be disappointed if that's the only motive, I will say. <laughs> if this all was a big market manipulation, it would be hilarious if that was the case. There are less risky ways, physically risky ways to orchestrate a price drop. So yeah, hopefully not. But- also, like a little late in the game to be starting that plot, I feel. I wish it had been introduced the last episode, maybe, if it's going to be such a big deal. If it's a little deal, then it's fine. But if it's going to be a big deal, I'm kind of annoyed we didn't hear about it until just now. Well, that's why I suspected that it's possible that one of the primary motives would be to like make money off the stock price manipulation. Just for the fact, like you said, why bring it up this late in the game? Like what other purpose could it serve, right? Like to, it just seems like such an arbitrary thing to introduce this late in the game if it doesn't have some import of some kind, right? If it's just a a way, like he, it's not even like he's saying to the journalist, like, here, you can put some money on this and make some money, which of course he's baiting him with, but he's telling him to go public with it. Like, so this is something that they want to, to release. I guess in fairness, I'm saying this late in the game, but this whole arc is seven hours long. Right, right. True. I true. guess, is there really a difference between whether this guy said something at noon or whether he said it at five? You know, I right, mean, I guess right. if the market closed, maybe. But other right. than that, maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on them in that way. But I guess as far as like understanding the plot, it's a similar thing to write. Like we didn't see the demands until, right? I don't know, episode three or four. So we're kind of like, okay, it's a hijacking, but why? I don't know. Maybe they feel like it builds more suspense, but I personally would rather know this stuff sooner rather than later. But it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really serve any other purpose other than being some kind of motive, right? Because what else does it get them? If they go public with this, the media will cover it heavily. And maybe that's the plan because my theory as well is that this pilot now who's taken over the plane, it is not going to land in a runway. It's going to land out in a cornfield or something where they are there, they're going to get onto the plane. They may very well release the passengers because why else would they care to have the cleaners at people's houses to kill them off? Like Sam, for example, if he wasn't, they don't expect Sam to come back. Like, you know, if Sam's going to die in the plane, then what do they care? So 
I assume that they're going to let these passengers go, but then of course there's going to be an additional risk beyond that. And maybe the point is not just to manipulate the stock, although maybe people are going to get rich off of that, some people. It also might be to just draw the media's attention. So theoretically, the plane lands in a cornfield, the media is there, it's all over television, people are yelling to save the passengers and to comply with the hijackers, which of course allows them to take off again, right, and escape. And I guess that's what remains to be seen as to whether they can pull that off or not. I think I just answered my own question. I think that has to be it, because why else do we care about this stock price movement other than, you know, if it doesn't, uh, I, I, I do think that doesn't tie into the plot at all. But if every media outlet is swarming on a location for the plane to land where they announce it in some way, or simply people just start tracking the trajectory of the plane so they know approximately where it's going to land, putting that on TV and making it public. If it's something that the government can control, they may very well not let the plane take off again, right? But as opposed to having all these families and the media in general all out there, these politicians do not want to have that kind of fiasco on their hands, right? That's true. So that's where I think it's going. Did you have any other kind of speculation? Why kill the pilot? Did you have any You know, I haven't thought too hard about that, maybe to send a message of some sort. When I think about, well, we're just seeing seven hours. So should I really be that picky about in which of the seven hours I learned these things? Right. But it is also seven episodes. And so, you know, I have seen many of the episodes before these plot developments happen. And I just feel like they've set a lot in motion here between the hijacking group, the cleaner group, for lack of a better term, the actual prisoners themselves who have escaped, whatever's going on with this lady that just locked herself in the cockpit. (laughs) And I do think a connection that is cohesive and logical can be there for all of this, but whether it is explained in a convincing way in a remaining episode, I have my doubts. Yeah. My concern is exactly that. I do think that everything is tying together here. So I, I feel like they are going to tie it all together. I worry that it's all going to be way too rushed at the end, unless we get like a really long episode. Maybe that could be a fake out that they give us like a one hour and 20 minute finale. Uh, because Maybe. when you look at the timeline at the beginning of the episode, they say we're like an hour and 40 minutes. Like the mom tells the kids that's yes. how far away we are, which Five means that we basically- Five Paw Patrols, exactly. So by the time we get to the end of the episode, it gives us like 45 minutes. These episodes have been around 45 minutes. The plane is not going to go to Dulles. It's going to land in the field somewhere. So it's probably going to land within, let's say, 15 minutes. And then there's going to be what? The hijackers are going to get in there. The media is going to get there. The government's going to try negotiating with them. That's going to take 10, 15 minutes. Sam is going to be involved in all this somehow. They get the passengers off the plane or they manipulate Sam in some way saying like, you know, we have people in your house, yada, yada, yada. And why do they care about Sam anyway, even at that point for this all to pay off when there's going to be after all those logistics I just laid out, it's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes of show left. It's like, you're going to explain all these people's motivations. And I think we would as viewers of the show want to not only see these people lose, but like this whole cabal be taken down from the inside. I think you need a whole other episode to unwind all of that, right? Like for Sam to be, targeting them or pulling some strings behind the scenes, tracking them or working with these investigators on the ground to pinpoint who these people are and come up with a plan to take them down. That obviously cannot happen in 45 minutes. The plane will barely touch the ground in 45 minutes, right? Yeah, I have concerns. (laughs) But that (laughs) being said, I I did like this episode. (laughs) Yes, 
I did. I enjoyed all of this, and it was very tense. And uh, except for my utter frustration with not only the fact that the people did not take action, I always get very frustrated when I see that happen. Anyway, the point is that these people could take action, could defend themselves. It's very frustrating when you watch people not to do that. And especially, I thought it was a little lazy because my version of it would be more satisfying. What I outlined earlier, where you could give them a triumphant moment and then completely undercut it, which would be ironic and and more satisfying as a viewer. I think, anyway. So, yes, I do agree. That would have been a more interesting and satisfying, and then demoralizing um, <laughs> in the end exactly. sequence of events than what we got. But I will say, you know, I kind of came back to the idea that we talked about before that you had come up with that I think is very accurate. This is like a beach read. Adjust your expectations accordingly. The right. problem to me is still, I'm not sure Apple knows this is a beach read. <laughs> and, and, you know, that uh, disconnect is a little bit like, I get confused sometimes. I'm like, maybe this is supposed to be a more solid plot than it appears to be <laughs> um, rather than the beach read plot where you're willing to be a little bit hand wavy about things because, you know, it's holding your interest and you're not asking for all that much from it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it, that's a tough thing to market it that way, but I think it's working. I think this has been a very popular show for them. And, you know, you've mentioned this before, it remains to be seen as to whether they can really tie everything up in a satisfying way. Yes. Here yet. Primarily, I've enjoyed all of this up until this point. Even the dumb things about it are part of the entertainment value. And uh, and it very much knows the show that it is, I think. Maybe not <laughs> Apple does, but, but the creators of the show do. But I do worry that there's not enough time to pay it all off. But I think if they do somehow give us a clever ending and the word of mouth is strong on it, I think this is going to be a, a huge binge. I think a lot of people are going to binge this show. I think it is, um, as you mentioned before, really a, a very well suited for a binge watch. You could probably wrap it up there. All right. And then uh, we can talk about uh, Bluey maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I'm around all day. All right, perfect. All right, talk to you later. Great. Okay, talk Bye. to you later. Bye.